a special four-score beer showcase episode of... Brutal Battle. This is a brewery that we've been wanting to hit up ever since it opened up. Actually, before it opened up, to be That's honest. true. Yeah, we were kind of... We knew they were in the making. Yeah, and we were, we were kind of stalking them via social media to find out when they were going to open. Uh, the main reason being is we knew about the brewer who was going to go there once it opened. And this brewery is actually... Less than a year old when we're recording this. I don't know when this episode's going up, but they're less than a year old, so there's not a whole lot of information. So I think this is actually the first time for a showcase episode I have nothing written down. I can just surely go off a few things on my phone and that's it. So it's also going to be kind of short. Okay, nothing wrong with that. But hopefully it should be really good. So we're going to jump into a beer immediately, then I'll start talking about Fourscore, um, and I'll explain the name and everything. We'll do all that. Uh, and by the way, we have a very exciting lineup in front of us, in my That's opinion. So bad. We just drove up to get the stuff today. So it's fresh. Super fresh. And the first thing, it's a good thing, because the first thing is in a crowler. 32 ounces of hopefully very good goodness. Um, now, this crowler, they say to lightly roll on its side. So I'm going to go ahead and do that right now before I tell you what it is. So you'll hear it most likely in the recording, some sort of weird noise. I assume the reason for doing this light rolling is to agitate what would otherwise be laying in the bottom of it. Now, this is their Jamba, and they have bunch of different iterations of the Jamba. It's a tart fruit ale with milk sugar. This particular version is a strawberry banana passion fruit, and it is 6% alcohol. So I have a hard time. I've been having a hard time with pouring beers lately, and I have a really hard time with Crowlers, so... So expect a mess. Yeah, pretty much. That's what you're telling me. Yeah, well, I mean, I am expecting a mess, so... Feel how you want about it, but... You should probably expect a mess, too. Oh, yep. But that... This is what happens. It's totally like how crowlers are, in my opinion. They always drip like this because... I always I always they're say... Fill, they're filled to the top. The mouth is not large enough for how much liquid is trying to come out of there. But it's okay. That's why we have um, towels. towels on here, so... Okay. All right, let's evaluate this sucker. Now, I'm a little hesitant about the banana, because I'm not big on banana in general, especially in things. I like straight-up bananas, but other than that... And it is very we'll banana-forward. That's I'm getting whiffs of banana. Looks real hazy. Yep. It's hazy. It's yellow. Yeah. A little orangey, but mainly yellow, yeah. Can't see through it. Ooh, my goodness. It smells so good, but it is a very <laughs> banana-y. But here's here's the nice thing. It doesn't smell like artificial no. banana. I know that's because there's actual banana in it, but there are a lot of times where you have banana in a beer and it smells kind of like artificial and nasty, like runts or something like that. It just smells like straight up banana, but it but it's, it has a nice mixture in the nose of that strawberry yeah. and that passion fruit as well. I'm definitely getting the strawberry. Passion fruit, I think, is just maybe getting lost on the nose. I think... The passion fruit is giving it a little more uh, vibrance in the nose that's coming off slightly tropical and citrusy. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I'm getting pineapple, which yeah. maybe that is kind of... I think that's the where the passion, passion fruit, fruit is playing in. Yes, exactly. I think that's what's going on. And just smelling this, it reminds me of like going to something like a Smoothie King and getting mm -hmm. some sort of like yeah. tropical smoothie. It's sort of very, like. very fruity. I don't really smell much of any... Like, it's tartness or sourness, mm -hmm. to be honest. No, me neither. It's just so vibrant with fruit. 
very interested to get into this. Oh, there's definitely some tartness, though, in the flavor. Ooh. I'm very happy with the tartness in the end. It's low, yeah. but it's good. It's a low tartness. Um, this is good. Wow. Um, there's a relatively low tartness that's... That it, it lets you know it's there, and I like that, because if it's a tart or sour beer, I want a little bit of a kick to it, so this has it. But it's so smooth. It is very smoothie-like. And it has a good mouthfeel that it's not too pulpy, but enough pulp that I, I'm kind of getting what I think I want to get from this beer. I'm also happy because I was afraid that um, banana was going to be like overpowering, but I don't think it is. I think it's a really nice balance. And you're definitely, you can pick out the strawberry, you can pick out the banana. And then, mm-hmm. like you said, it's, like, I would never say passion fruit, but definitely right. that tropicality. I would say that the way the beer drinks, it's like the banana is this base that they use to build all the other flavors off of and on top of. And I think that for that reason is why it doesn't feel like it's too much. It's not overpowering. They just kind of used it as a base and built up from there. And we're like, how do we, you know, put a bunch of other flavors in to make this like a nice flavor. This is really good. Um, I'm surprised that I like something with banana in it as much as I do. So this is a pretty big achievement in my opinion. That's good. Mm. It's really good. And to be honest, you could introduce someone who's not into beer with this. Easy. Easy. Uh, someone who likes a nice, you know, tropical type mixed drink or someone who just likes fruitier drinks. You wouldn't necessarily know it's a beer if you don't no. tell certain people. They just be like, oh man, that's so fruity, it's so tasty, mm-hmm. but it is vibrant, amazing fruit. And I really like this beer a lot. I do too. I'm very, I'm very glad we could only get it in a crowler at this point. Mm. And it's 6%. Right, so it's going to be a nice, easy drink. It'll be okay. Okay, so Four Score Brewing, like I said, it's not even a year old. So it started, it opened up at the end of July in 2019. So by the end of July this year, that'll be its first year. Um, It was started by initially a guy named Wade Leedy, who was the owner or is the owner of Tommy's Pizza, which I guess Tommy's Pizza is kind of a big thing in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, which is where they're from. And now people might be thinking, oh, Gettysburg, Four Score this makes sense now. Um, yeah, so Tommy's Pizza, I guess, is a big deal in Gettysburg. It's been there for a while. I guess it was um, t- Wade Leedy's father, I think. Father or grandfather, I can look it up, who started Tommy's Pizza. Okay, so but that's old. not the important thing. Um, so the article I read, it was just kind of like, now it's kind of Wade's turn to start something in Gettysburg and make you know a new big establishment there. So he wanted to do... Uh, a brewery because he's always been big into craft beer. So the head brewer is Ben Little. Now, people may have been, people listening to this might be like, oh, that name sounds a little bit familiar because we've talked about him before in episodes a long time ago. He used to be the head brewer for Manor Hill Brewing in Ellicott City, Maryland. And when Manor Hill first hit the, the scene, he was a brewer and they were doing really cool, really um, innovative stuff. And it was because of Ben Little. Then they parted ways. I don't know what really happened there. And then they got a new brewer at Manor Hill and then things weren't as exciting in my opinion. You know, in all fairness, we do kind of need to go back and retry. Yeah, we haven't been there in a while. But 
not long after the change of brewers, we were just kind of like, oh, this is not as good as it was. So we kind of were like bummed. So we're big Ben Ben Little fans. We actually had met him at one point at a bar um, at Biroteca, actually. He was there for like a meet and greet and talked to him. Super nice guy. And so then we found out he was going to be opening a uh, brewery in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. And we were like, sweet, we'll have to check out when it hits. So that's why we were so excited about it. Um, They have 14 taps since they've been open. And the stuff in the article was just kind of like your typical, like, they're trying to do experimental and innovative beers, but while looking to the past for style, you know, sticking with the style. Everyone says that. Yeah. So basically, they're a new brewery. They're trying to make good beer. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what it is. And obviously, the name Fourscore is because of... Gettysburg Address. Gettysburg Address by Abraham Lincoln. And... Initially, I wasn't a fan of the name Fourscore because I think it's a little dull, but I I understand because they're in Gettysburg, it makes sense. Also, it's a really good marketing name because a lot of, you're going to get a lot of people coming to Gettysburg for what Gettysburg is, you know, for the, for the Civil War history. So if you have a brewery named Fourscore, you're going to draw a lot of people to mm-hmm. it for food, for beer, whatever. So it is good from a marketing standpoint. I will say that that was a smart move. I had given I had given Ben idea an idea for the name of the brewery, and I knew he wasn't going to take it, but he was very gracious and he was like, "Oh, that's cool. Um, I don't know if we're going to go that way, basically, but you know." What was it? Oh, it's the one that I've always said I would use if I opened a brewery, which is Beers for Fears Brewing. Yeah. So it's kind of like a playoff the 80s and a playoff. Well, wait, was Tears for Fears 80s or 90s? I don't know. I think early 90s, maybe. So it's a playoff my past, basically, plus horror, which I'm big into. So Beers for Fears would be cool. But anyway, it's not about that. It's about four scores. So. Um, yeah, that's just a little bit about them. Um, like I said, there's not a ton of history because they're not even a year old. But based off this Jamba, they're already coming out of the gate swinging, mm-hmm. which I'm excited about. So we went up there today, and then earlier, I guess just last week, there were two different variants of the Jamba. Yeah, we and missed out on those. We missed out on those. But this, so they only had one variant, but we are, I'm glad it's this one. Well, and here's the thing. like The other two variants I was more excited about, and then this one happened, and I'm like, oh, I'm not that excited. Because they didn't sound, it didn't sound as good as the other two that mm-hmm. were there. But then I was like, but I want to try, you know, their yeah. Jamba. Because I've heard good things. But this is excellent, mm-hmm. so. One was, what, a Tangerine Mimosa? Mm. Yeah, I think so. And I, I don't remember the other I one. I don't remember the other one either. I mean, I could pull it up if you want me to. It was on the old FB. On the old FB? Let me try and find it real quick. And that's what's kind of nice, too, is, like, they post... They've been posting, like, almost daily, you know, list of the beers that they have on tap. Yeah, and they they don't use their um, website all that much, no. just so people know. I mean, they're mainly social media. Mainly Facebook is where they're posting stuff. So if well, you and Instagram. Know it goes doing. to Facebook oh, and Instagram. Instagram. Uh, one of the other ones they had was Pineapple Tangerine Guava. I bet that was really good. And then, yes, the Mimosa one. Tangerine I Mimosa? Um, I can't... S- where is it here? Um, I don't know. I don't see another one. Oh, okay. But, yeah. But there you go. 
So, all right, let's go to the next beer, which I'm really excited about this. And this is the first beer when I was looking at their list when we were making our run up that I said that is one that's on our list to get. We're definitely getting this beer. The reason being, I like a beer done well with coffee, and we don't have any coffee beers at the moment, except Big Hugs at the moment by Half Acre, which... So I want something lighter with coffee, and this is. So this is called The Fix. It's an American brown ale with oats and local coffee, and the coffee is by The Ragged Edge Coffee House. So it is 6.6% alcohol. And the, the rest of these beers are 16-ounce cans, just so people know. So from what I was able to see on social media, it looks like this beer was done some time back, and it's kind of stuck around, it seems. So maybe it's a situation where this beer... Oh, I just screwed up. <laughs> Bad pour again. Sorry. But, you know, I was going to have to launder this anyway. <laughs> So basically, I'm hoping that that's an indicator that the beer was so good and people responded to it so well that it's just kind of become a staple. So we'll see. It definitely looks like a brown ale, wouldn't yeah. you say? A brown ale, porter. Yeah. It's got a little bit of a tan note to the head. Mm -hmm. There's a decent amount of head, but... The head looks pretty creamy, actually. Yeah. Well, that'd be from the oats. Yeah. Because of the lipids, I would think. It smells really good. It smells like that Ooh. roasty coffee, malty, oh not overpowering, just like really yummy. It smells creamy. Yeah, it does. It. I mean, it sounds. It sounds smells kind of like you know when they do like a nitro cold brew. Ah, yeah. It's like you're smelling all the the aspects of just like the black coffee, the, the you know the coffee beans, but you're also getting a creaminess on the nose. It isn't from actual cream. It's from the nitrogen, but, right. so, but it, it kind of smells like that to it me. It does. It smells exactly like that. And there's a little bit of chocolate on the finish as well. It smells really good. Yeah, it smells like easy and soft and like you said, creamy. It smells friggin' awesome. Mmm. Tastes like that too. Ooh. Oh my gosh. The smoothness on that is crazy. It's really flavorful. Mmm. Okay, so obviously we're getting coffee. It's kind of like an in-between coffee. You know, a lot of times I'll be like, it's it's a very well-roasted coffee or it's a very green coffee. This is kind of in-between, which I'm digging. I agree. I get a little bit of like an ashy roastiness on the finish as well. Yep. And I, I'm getting that from the nose too. I poured myself a little bit more. I get that little bit of chocolate I was getting in the nose too. Mm. And it's an easy, like it's easy mm -hmm. because it's so smooth because the alcohol's not big. It's, it's an easy drinking beer. If you want a really nice beer, easy drinking that has really nice coffee flavor to it, this hits the spot. Oh, I'm so happy with this. This is exactly yeah. what I wanted out of this beer. This is exactly it. Yeah. It's light. It's flavorful. Easy to drink. It's good. Mm. And I didn't have enough coffee today, so this is, you know, satisfying part of my need for coffee. It is my fix. Yeah. The fix. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's um, that's pretty good. So real quick, I wanted to go ahead and tell people a quote they have on the website. Like I said, they're not doing a whole lot with their actual website. Um, literally, you go there and pretty much all you can do is look at this quote. I think there's some contact information 
and the address and then um it's just like their social media handles yeah yeah not a whole lot but they have a quote there saying i am a firm believer in the people if given the truth they can be depended upon to meet any national crisis the great point is to bring them the real facts and beer <laughs> which is apparently an actual abraham lincoln quote uh. so that's a cool way to kind of tie Close it all together, together. yeah, yeah. That's the tie-in between Gettysburg and this brewery. Yeah. And their logo's cool because it's a hop with a top hat, much like Abraham Lincoln wore. So if you're going to have the the brewery named Fourscore, that's a pretty great logo in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah, I think so too. They, they did nail that. So that's that's cool. So we went up there um, because it's my birthday. Today. Yeah, today when we're recording, when we pick this up. So... Um, they are dealing like most people with the whole COVID-19 thing that's going on when we're recording. Don't know how much longer it's going to go on, but could be a long time, could be short. We don't know. So anyway, they, they've done a really good job of kind of putting things into place for, for dealing with that. So you call in, they, they put their phone number up all the time in social media with the menus, the change menus, food and beer. And so you can call in. And place an order, and you can pay over the phone with a credit card, or you can pay in person when you get there. And they have a um, a window on the side of the building that just opens up, and they have someone there to get you your order or take your order if you haven't ordered already and get payment and everything. So, um, relatively contactless. Uh, you just have to make sure you're wearing you know your mask and everything, and everyone in there is in gloves. And they were really nice because when I picked it up, they were giving me a lot of beer and food. And they were like, can we take this out for you? And I was like, oh, no, I think I got it. And they're like, I, no, I don't think you do. And they're like, well, <laughs> they're like, we'll follow you out with I it. Guess. Don't worry. I don't think you do. <laughs> I actually am doubting your abilities. I didn't say exactly that. But it was something to the effect of, no, you're not seeing this properly. <laughs> Which, you know, I wasn't. Which was funny because I stayed in the car and I saw Carlin just carrying out one bottle. I'm like, <laughs> they took the the brunt of it, the one guy. Yeah, so then he had the big box of beer and then the food. Well, and then he was pointing to the, uh, a bunch of the beers we had bought and was like, that beer's really good, that beer's really good, I have a hangover from that one. Actually, the last beer we're drinking is the one he said he was nursing yeah. a hangover from because it's so good. So, Okay. So, like I said, we don't have a whole lot. So, we're already moving to the third beer. Yeah. Okay. So, the third beer is called Tiki Vibes. And it is a milkshake IPA with Vic Secret, Citra, Mango, Passion Fruit, Vanilla, and Lactose. Pretty excited. So, this should be very Pretty tasty. excited. Well, I mean, let's be honest. I'm excited about all of them. Did you say the ABV? No, I didn't. Uh, seven and a half. Okay. 7.5. So, let's see if my... Uh, See if your pour is any pour better. Pour is any better. Yeah, I'm just going to go hard on it. Commit. That's the problem is, like, I forget. I keep forgetting that that's kind of what I have to do, so. Okay, there you go. There we go. That, that was, was much better. Yeah. I'm learning. I'm learning. Yeah, so I'm pretty, I mean, I'm excited about all these beers, but I think this one may be most excited about in the lineup because it could be really interesting, could be really cool. Yeah. I like a nice milkshake IPA. Not a lot of people do good milkshake IPAs, so we'll see. Okay. So it's very hazy. And orange. And very hazy and orange, yes. I mean, it basically looks like the, the Jamba, except the Jamba is more yellow. This is more orange. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's got, a, you know, a nice small uh, bubble head sitting on top. Ooh. I smell the vanilla. It's not 
overly fragrant. Let me give myself a little swirl. Are here. you kidding me? I definitely get like a oh, very tropical. Yeah, there I get it. The passion fruit was actually the first thing that jumped out at me. Really? Which is, yeah, which is interesting. And then I got a nice vanilla that's like the soft, creamy, vanilla y note on the end, which that was going to be key because that's one of the things that I always am looking for in milkshake IPAs if they say they have vanilla. A lot of times you can't really perceive yeah, it, gets lost. I get it I'm, in the nose. I'm definitely getting the mango in the nose. Yeah. On my second sniff, I started to get the mango, yeah. but my first was the passion fruit. And But the other thing is they have Vic's Secret and Citra in there, too, so that's another layer of citrus. I, like, pineapple, I feel like, is in there. You know, you could say that you even smell some guava, some yeah. um, grapefruit. <sighs> yeah. I'm definitely, as soon as she said guava, I'm like, I'm getting guava. Yeah. I mean, it just smells like, like tropical citrus, yes. like regular citrus, just like... So much citrus salad with a nice creamy vanilla added to the end. It smells awesome, and there's a little bitterness in the nose, but not a ton. No, it's very smooth. Mm, very smooth. Good. Oh, there's such a wonderful vanilla end. Mm-hmm. It's to really that good. Sip. Jesus. Mm. Oh, this is. This is what I want my it's milkshake IPAs to taste like. It's fruity. You definitely get the vanilla. It's definitely creamy. Yeah. Um, it's exactly what you think it's, you're getting. You're getting. There's And there's like um, kind of a tartness just kind of lingering. It's not it like high level. Bit. It's just this little lingering tartness that goes all the way through. And that pairs up actually with the slight bitterness that's going on in it as yeah. well. Um, I, I dig this. It's kind of like a... Hop and citrus uh, creamsicle. Yeah. You know, that's what it tastes like. Sometimes milkshake IPAs can be a little bit too sweet. Um, or too bitter. And Right, exactly. And I think this kind of marries up both, both of those really well. It's like a little bitter. It has the sweetness from the vanilla. It has the creaminess. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, there is a little bit of a tartness that kind of is coming into play. Makes it a little bit more complex. So through these first three beers... The one word that really, I think, sticks out is what's going on here is um, finesse. Mm-hmm. I feel like all these, for at least these first three beers, are very, very finessed. They're all very easy to drink. I mean, granted, none of them are super high ABV, but they're all very easy. They're all very smooth. They're, they all have a creamy uh, note to them, which actually helps with being smooth and easy, They're just very finessed. And the flavors in there, like, nothing's overpowering anything. It all works together. Yeah, it's so balanced, and everything works together so well. I love them. This is a great lineup. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited about this. And here's the thing. They're not even a year old. Like, that's nuts for a new brewery to be this good. Yeah. I wish we ordered more beer. We can go back, though. Yeah, we can go back. <laughs> we did order a lot. So we have we have a lot. Mm-hmm. Our fridge were we jokingly came home and we were like we don't we don't think we have enough beer. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so if well when we do another run for this beer, uh, I'm gonna I want to make sure that we uh, get some of the lesser exciting styles, which we did consider getting this time too, and I wanted to get some of those, but it's just that. 
when you're going for your first time, and especially when you're going to do a showcase, you want to kind of showcase the most interesting and exciting stuff, so that's kind of what I went with. But we actually did buy a four-pack of their Getty's Brow, which is their Pilsner, which we had had before because Rich, who's been on the show before, as a.k.a. Applesauce Pete, a.k.a. Apathetic Rich, he um, had gone up with his wife, Stephanie, and he brought me a four-pack of the Getty's Brow. And this is a good Pilsner. It's not my favorite Pilsner, but it, it is a very nice Pilsner. So we have that one. Mm-hmm. And then we also got a bottle. Are you gonna you're gonna read everything they had? I'm gonna read everything okay. they had it when we went up today, just so people get an idea of like the variety that they're offering. Yeah. And they have a, a very nice variety. Yeah, and I'll let you know. Like, there's certain things you can only get in bottles, certain things only in crowlers, and other things in four pack cans. So the one thing in the bottle, and we got this, so it might show up like a cellar dive or something. Is their ducking autocorrect? Salted caramel and Marcona almonds. So it's just an imperial stout with salted caramel but and Marcona brewed with almond. Like, it's brewed with like brownie mix. All sorts and of stuff. Like, yeah, some other stuff too. Yeah. So they're uh, four, four pack cans the Getty's Brow Pilsner, the Fix Brown Ale with Coffee, which we had, Local Beer, which is a Vienna Lager. We thought hard about that yeah. one. Uh, Hop Hat, which is an American IPA. Wookie Monster, which is an Imperial Stout with other stuff in it, a bunch of stuff. Tiki Vibes, which we are finishing off right now, and Whip Crack, which people were talking about when I was there, I know. is a, just a hazy IPA. But you know me and hazy IPAs. But having tasted the Jamba and the Tiki Vibes, I have a feeling that Whip Crack is probably an actual good representation of hazy IPA. So we gotta go back. Well, I mean, that's probably not going to be around. Beers like that don't stick around this day and age. So, but, you know, if it does well, they might be doing it again. So, in Crowlers, uh, the Jamba that we had, a beer called Sandwich Surprise, which is a strong ale with astronaut Neapolitan ice cream sandwiches. Sounds nuts. Uh, They have a series of beers called Wilford, which are high ABV imperial stouts with extra stuff in there. Uh, Yes, it's a reference to Wilford Brimley, because diabetes... Uh, they have a hazelnut espresso version and a peanut butter cup version. We thought hard about those, but then yeah. we were like, we have a lot of high ABV yeah. s- barrel age stuff here, so let's not do that right away. Then they have a, a strong ale called Samoa Surprise, which is what you would think. Uh, one called Lager Life Ruby Wheat, which is a ruby wheat lager. They have uh, Fruits of Our Fooders Apricot Raspberry, which they're calling a fruiter table beer with, obviously, apricot and raspberry. One called Local Hearth, which is a fooder-aged rye saison. That sounds super interesting. Thought about that one. And also the next one, Restoration Series Tomave Pivo, which is a Czech dark lager. Yeah, we thought about that one. I thought too. about that hard. I'm going to try this so bad. Then there's another Imperial Stout called Aachen's Revenge. I can't remember what the, was in that one. I had looked it up, but they don't have the that on here. Then they had an Imperial version of the fix called Mexican Coffee Big Fix, which is an Imperial brown with coffee, cinnamon, and vanilla. We thought hard yeah, about that. I bet that's really good after having yeah. just the fix. Then we did get a crowler of their Four S'mores, which is a S'mores Imperial Stout. Uh, and then they had an oat pale ale called Oat Face Killa and a beer called Champorado, which is a Mexican hot chocolate imperial stout. 
I'm sure they're all tasty. So that's what they had. And then they also have food. So they have a lot of stuff. I would tell people just go ahead and, you know, go on their social media. Just look up Fourscore on social media and they have a bunch of good looking food there. But we can talk about what we had. Yeah, I had a pulled chicken sandwich, which was very tasty. It was like pulled, it was pulled chicken thighs with arugula and red onion and then this really yummy sauce. Um, and it was very good. But you didn't need the sauce. That's no. the nuts thing. The sauce is on the side, and I'm assuming I was supposed to put it on the chicken and not the fries. I, so, I hate that. <laughs> you get you get something, and you're like, what are the, in these little containers, and what do I do with them? Well, you can like, do what you want. I know, but I like, I, like to, I like for someone to tell me how I'm supposed to consume this. Yeah. Like, is it... So I did, I did the fry in it. I'm like, I don't think it's for my fry. I think it's for my sandwich. And I think they put it on the side because it was obviously a, a to-go order. Yeah. Um, but the fries were good. The sandwich was good. And then you got a, a sausage. Yeah, their Italian sausage, which was, you know, a nice grilled Italian sausage. And it had a bunch of, um, you know, like peppers and onions and stuff like that in it. And it was done a certain way. I think it was actually cooked with some of the fix, the fix brown yeah. ale. Um, and then it had on it a garlic tomato puree on top. Now I really liked it, except I didn't like that garlic tomato puree because it was so tomato-y and I just felt like the tomato overpowered everything. So I fixed the issue. I (laughs) wiped that garlic tomato puree off and then they give everyone who gets a sandwich a side of pickled vegetables so I just took those pickled vegetables and shoved them in the in the bun with the sausage, and it was awesome. It totally fixed it. It was yeah, great. The fix. Yeah, that was the fix. And those fries. Those That's fries are really so good. good. They're like shoestring style. But not like too thin. I feel like sometimes... I mean, decent thinness. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I'm particular about my fries. I hate crinkle cut. I hate cross cut. Um, I hate, um, like, steak fries. I just hate like the and like the hand cut fries because they're always really large. Like the ratio of fry like to potato, how much like it's been fried in oil to potato yeah, to is so, very yeah. important. It has to be less potato, more fry. Okay, I guess it just tastier that way. Okay, so our last beer is called Wookie Monster. This could be crazy. And again, this is a 16-ounce can. And this is an imperial stout with Oreos, cacao nibs, and vanilla. And I want to say it's 9%. Yeah, I yes, think it it's is. 9%. Uh, and it's funny to point out that it looks like Sesame Street. The, the lettering. The logo and the lettering. And then it's supposed to be kind of like Cookie Monster, but it's Chewbacca as a Wookiee. But he's blue. Yeah. Like Cookie Monster. So yeah. it's a mashup. It's cool. It's fun. And, oh, and I also wanted to tell you that the Crowler label for the Jamba looks like a bob from Mario. Mario anything. And I was just playing Mario Odyssey on Switch before we did this. So. Okay. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, it could be awesome. Based off the other beers, it will be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it looks thought. like a stout. This going to be really hard to rank these. I just started thinking about that before you said it. <laughs> I was just like, this is going to be really tough. Unless this is like a total stinker. And then right. That'll true. help. But doubtful. Oh, guess what? It looks like it an looks imperial like a stout. stout. Uh, I can see a little bit of brown around the edges. There's not a ton of carbonation to it, I feel though, like I can smell, which I'm fine with. I feel like I can smell the Oreo. 
I definitely could smell the Oreo. That's so weird. Well, a lot of what I smell is like that Oreo filling. You know, the lard? The lard? That's what it is. <laughs> that's what they call it? No, they don't call it that because that sounds unappetizing, but that's what it's made with. It's made with lard. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but you know how it's very, like, vanilla-y? Yeah. Like, I smell that. It smells like the vanilla cream in between the two cookies. So, it's very vanilla creamy, for sure. And there's a lot of chocolate. And it's not just, like, like a chocolate. It's like fudge. Yeah. It's, like, very fudgy. It's thick. Yeah, it's so chocolatey fudgy. Yeah. Oh, there's vanilla, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I guess... That's why it smells so vanilla because <laughs> of the vanilla. Yeah, I mean, it smells really sweet. It does smell I'm really hoping sweet. it's not overly sweet because it smells really sweet. Let's go. It is pretty it is sweet. sweet. It is but pretty it's sweet. Not... It's not going to kill you, though. Yeah, it's, it's Especially not... with a 16-ounce can. I don't think I could drink a whole 16-ounce can of this, to be honest, because it's so much like dessert. I really... It, it does really taste like Oreo cookies, <laughs> don't you think? It does. It's so weird. I feel like it's liquid form Oreo cookie with some alcohol flavoring on the end from the 9%. And I think a lot of people would potentially dog this for being low carbonation. Because you are very, every sip you take, you're very cognizant of the fact that the carbonation is very low. Yeah. I'm fine with that because in my old age, I don't need carbonation to make me feel like bloated and crap when I drink beer. So I'm fine with it because the flavor's fine. Yeah, it is. I think it might be too sweet for my liking. Um, it's sweet. I'm glad we don't have a ton of this and I'm glad that we'll, we normally always, must always share what we drink. It's definitely my least favorite of all these beers. I don't hate it, though. I don't dislike it. Um, it's just like I said. I don't think I could do a whole 16 ounce of, of, on my own. No. Because it's sweet. That'll catch up with you. Although I mean, the sweetness, I think, really masks that it's 80. 9%. I would never guess it's yeah. 9%. Some people could get in trouble with well, this. Oh. <laughs> that's why that guy got a hangover. He was <laughs> nursing right. the hangover because of this beer. And that's now we know point. why. Because yeah. you just... It's very sweet, and you just down them. Sneaky. Yeah. Sneak right up on you. So, a lot of people have said that the the, the Wilford is pretty sweet, too. And mm. that's at 16%. I wonder what that's like, if this is pretty sweet. But here's the thing about this beer, is that you would assume, I mean, I would assume that it's going to be pretty sweet, because Oreo cookies... Are like, really sticking Yeah. Like, like all you're going to get sweet. out of Oreo cookies is, like, chocolate vanilla sweet. Like, tons of sweets with tons of sugar. Like, they literally put... Like a sugar bomb in there with the Oreos. So yeah. that's, you know, to be expected. Okay. To be expected. How are we ranking these? Oh, uh, I obviously know my last one. That's easy. Well, while we think about this, I just want to say these beers are good. I, I'm a big fan. Yeah. The first three beers I think are great. This last beer is good. But I think these first three, great. I'm I'm so excited. Like I said, to reiterate, they're not even a year old. This is crazy. I can't wait to see what else they do. And we're going to have to make more trips up there. Not just for my birthday. Not just for your birthday. Mm -mm. Okay. Do you yeah. know? I think I know. Or do you need some no, I think I know. sips of anything else? Okay. 
You can, you can go ahead first. Okay. So number four, I think we're both on in agreement that number four is my number four is the Wookiee monster. So again, that was the Imperial stout with Oreos, cacao nibs and vanilla. Yup. Just a little bit too sweet for my t- taste. Agreed. Um, my number three is going to be the Tiki vibes. Okay. Um, it's good. I mean, the top three are all good. So it's, the Tiki Vibes, again, is the Milkshake IPA with Vic Secret Citra, Mango, Passion Fruit, Vanilla, and Lactose. My number two is going to be the Jamba. Okay. And Jamba, once again, is the Tart Fruit Ale with this one in particular, Strawberry, Banana, and Passion Fruit. And then and my number one sugar. is the Fix, which is the Brown Ale with Coffee. Yeah. The Fix is really good. I mean, the first three are... All really good. First, they're all really good, and then Wookie Monster is just like slightly behind. Yeah, to be honest, I think I think the Wookie Monster is more than slightly behind because of how good those first two beers, or yeah. first three beers, are, in my opinion. Oh, good God! It's so weird how much it smells like Oreos, though. This Wookie Monster. I'm going through and retasting. Like I just retasted the Tiki vibes. I just retasted the Jamba because these are so close for me. Mm, that fixes. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Okay. So, <laughs> no no secret. Number four is, number four is the Wookiee Monster. Yes. Definitely number four is the Wookiee Monster. My number three is the Tiki Vibes. Okay. Same my, with me. My number two is the Fix. Oh, okay. And my number one is the Jamba. Really? That Jamba is tasting excellent uh, yeah. right now. Okay. But like like those top three, they're all pretty close. Yeah, you know, pretty interchangeable. So if if you need me to tell you which two beers are the closest in their ranking, it's the Jamba and the Fix. Yeah, I agree. Like I had a hard time making that decision after I went through and retasted. I was like, okay, Tiki Vibes definitely three, and then I was having a really hard time even after retasting between the Fix and Jamba. So those are almost interchangeable for me. They're both that good. But I'm going to give a slight edge to the Jamba because I'm very surprised by it. Um, because of the banana. Yeah, especially with that banana. Like, that's the thing. I just feel like you can mishandle banana in a beer pretty easily. And I've I've had, I've definitely had that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, but usually it's not actual banana. It's like banana flavor. Yeah. Which, to be honest, gross. I would say it's even less forgivable if it's banana flavor that you're messing up with. Because I feel like you can have better control over that. Because it's, like, known how much of that, like, concentrate or extract you're using. Yeah. Like, that information's out there. Like, how much you would need. I don't know. I'm just saying. I think that actual bananas are less predictable. So, anyway. Um, this so great. Keep, very excited about good four beer, score. score. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Ben Little. I hurt you. I hurt you. <laughs> Anyway, um, that was a lot of fun. If people have ideas for other breweries you want us to try and do um, showcases for, just let us know. Or if you have ideas for other episodes, that's you can do that as well. BrutalBattlePodcast at gmail.com. Hopefully we can get to any of the recommendations, but if we can't, you can also try and get us beer somehow if you want to donate beer to the yeah, cause. we'll take donations. Yeah, we won't. We won't turn that down. You know, we're not humble. <laughs> anyway... Thanks, everyone, for checking this out, and until next time, keep it brutal. I feel so-